The Accounts, Book 1, Column 1 Once there were a hundred gods, and the world was good and pure. Then came the emergency, and the death of the gods, and the end of the world. Veliko, god of food, drink, and revelry, was the first to sense the emergency. He tried to warn the others, but the pantheon did not heed him. Who would take him seriously? The god of excess and indulgence ranting about the end of all things? When the gods began to die, Veliko at last proposed a plan so outlandish that he was nearly banished. His plan was to merge all of the living gods together into a single deity, powerful enough to save the world and the beloved creatures who lived upon it. The first to agree to Veliko's mad scheme was Gashram, the god of toil, commerce, and order. It was an unlikely pairing, as she and Veliko were always opposites. But Gashram was swift to understand that this merger was the only way to preserve what order survived. Dozens more gods died before Angjuo, god of building, crafts, and birth, joined Veliko and Gashram. They could not bear the thought of seeing all the people had created fall to ruin, and so they willingly gave themselves to the merge. Even with the strength of all three combined, the emergency could not be stopped. Very few gods remained alive, but those still clung to their independence. All seemed lost until the strangest ally of all came forward, Iterar, god of destruction, death, and change. They came full of fire and fury, enraged at the invasion of their domain. The emergency threatened Iterar's purview, and that could not stand. The four joined into one, known as Gov, and their strength was enough to hold back the emergency. Each god became a facet of Gov's being, though not all facets were equal. The strain of violence and battle proved too much for gentle Veliko, and his influence all but vanished from the new god. Iterar, in fury, nearly burned themselves out in the conflict, and death's power weakened. The world survived, though changed forever, and Gov erased the memory of a better life from the minds of all people in the hopes of giving them the strength to face the difficult road to rebirth. Previously, four youths, Kiva, Deg, Maeve, and Emran, witnessed a splinter fall from the sun just outside their town. Taking advantage of the chaos of a lockdown, they sneaked through the town and over the walls. There, they learned that they were not alone in pursuing this splinter. So you've overcome the challenge of the wall, and this has brought you to the ground. You're on the step now, and uh, it's incredibly hot out here. Like, hotter than you've ever felt in your lives. The heat is oppressive and it's burning. You can feel uh, sweat and moisture draining out of your bodies at an astounding rate. The closer you get to what's left of that little hill, the hotter it gets. And you start to see little bits of, you know, dry grass and little low bushes and hedges uh, that are just on fire from time to time. So it's a tough situation that you're in. I think we only need to worry if one of them starts talking or singing. It's certainly something you want to avoid. 
It would certainly imply uh, that you were like hallucinating, for one thing. Are you going to push on through these conditions? Might as well. I'm for it. Keva's going to take her weird cloth kind of drape or whatever you want to call it. It's not a poncho so much as uh, Degg's is, but, you know, it kind of goes to her elbow. She's going to take it off and wrap it around her head, kind of like a makeshift turban or, or head covering to keep the sun off her head. Okay. Presumably you'd all have some type of head coverings because pretty much everyone does in this world. So is is the heat from the sun or is it coming from below and like the sand is really hot? Uh, right now it's both. The sun is moving towards the horizon, so that's uh, less contributing to the situation. But you can definitely feel that the source of the heat is coming from that crater. There's haze over the impact point and there's definitely a good amount of fire there. I make sure everyone's mask is on securely. Yeah. I put on a head wrap and check the mask as well. Okay. Are you my mummy? You're the same parent. <laughs> so you are heading in, and you see off to your right still that other group is coming too. It looks to also be four people. Uh, it's tough to tell, you know, how old they are because it looks like they're getting closer. They're wearing masks too. They may not have noticed you yet, but if you keep just walking the way you are, it's going to be difficult to avoid being noticed by them. And also, you're both angling in towards the same destination. How big is the sun shard splinter? You can't tell. There's a crater. Got it. It's difficult to tell with all the fire and the smoke and the heat haze. It's very difficult to figure out how big that crater is, either. Keva is going to suggest that maybe we shift to the right a little, or, or to the left. Um, whatever is opposite of the direction that they're coming from, just so that we can have, like, if we both get to the crater at the same time, there might be, like, smoke or other conditions hiding us a, a bit. Okay, what does the rest of the group think? Do you think maybe we could hold up and trail them? That's what I was going to suggest. Maybe we hang back a bit and let them be the vanguard? You can do that, but then they'll get there first. True. What if they have weapons? Maybe one of you could go and check. Any of you sneaky? <laughs> Sorry about that. I was somewhere else for a second. Um, out of character, my sneaky is one. The only person who's got higher than one sneaky is Maeve. Yeah, I've got a two. I mean, I definitely want to inch closer. I wanted to do like a sort of threat assessment and just kind of carefully look at them to see if there's anything that, uh, that I don't know that I could glean. Maybe one of them has a limp or maybe how big they are, something like that. Okay, so you're trying to get over there without being seen close enough that you can give them a good look over. Yes. All right, so you're going to need to do a sneaky overcome and uh, get past their you know, ability to see you. So to be an opposed role against their careful ability, basically. You want to give that a try? Okay, so you got yourself a four on your sneaky overcome and a roll my careful defense. Oh, there you go. We've got a tie. All right, so uh, when you do an overcome and you get a tie... You succeed, but it will have a minor cost for you. Uh, so you're able to get close enough. You can see them, but in uh, staying close to the ground and sneaking them, you've you've singed yourself. So you want to take one stress there for the discomfort you're getting from that burn on your leg now. Okay. All right. So do you want to you want to discover aspects about them? Is essentially what you're doing? Yes. Basically, um, just do a careful threat assessment. All right. So you're going to create an advantage carefully. 
And this is going to be an average roll because they are not trying to hide. Okay, you succeeded. Uh, all right, so you are going to discover an aspect. What do you notice about them that's going to be advantageous for you? I'm going to notice that one of them uh, is limping along. I've added the noticeable limp aspect to this group, which I'm going to represent with a purple square. Okay, so you've uh, successfully created that, uh, that aspect on this group, and you make your way back to the others and report, I assume. Yeah, I'll just relay the information. All right, so you all now know that that group is maybe a little bit slower than you because one of them's limping. A limp? Who in town has a limp? Do you want to try and figure that out? Yeah, I think Emran would like to. Okay, so that would be you're trying to cleverly create an advantage. Would sure. I be able to help him with that? Since uh, as the apothecary, I might have dealt with whomever has the limp. Yeah, you can aid him in, for sure. Okay, that's, um, yeah, plus one for your help, right? It's plus one if you're helping? And this is going to be an average over, uh, an average create an advantage. Okay. Hey. Okay, so you did it. You succeeded. You got a two and you get a one. And that means that you are able to remember who this is, and by extension, who the rest of this group likely is. Uh, the good news is, it's not any guards or any older people or adults or anything. So that's that's good. Yay! That is good. Is it the guys who beat me up? Yeah, that's the bad news. It's the guys who beat you up before. Nice. Well, the guys See, and I girls. Sure, sure, sure. So they're from basically a rival quad to yours uh, further around the city. Uh, they're from the same uh, birth cycle as you, so they're all 15 also. They're all also apprentices. And you know them, they know you, and uh, you are mutually not fans. Are they the sharks to our jets? Kind of. Oh, I was going to say the Rolling Stones to our Beatles. I think either is appropriate, but one is definitely more stylish. I do look like George Harrison. Okay. So it's the rival quad kids. One of them has a noticeable limp. That's one of the... Similar to your group, it's two boys and two girls. Who has this Who has this limp? The other kid on stilts who looks exactly like me without <laughs> a mustache. <laughs> um, you have a rival herder? Definitely. Okay. And then one of the girls on, on the other uh, thing, she, uh, she bakes bread. Oh. Oh, wow. So there's a baker, another herder. Who else is there? Well, um, well Hector Chima is a, a, an accomplished swordsman. He's not actually a blacksmith that makes weapons and armor. Maybe this other kid, there's another kid in there who actually works for the blacksmith that supplies arms and armor. Okay, so uh, another blacksmith? But a much better one. Okay, an armorer. Mm -hmm. Who's our final rival? I'm thinking she's a farmer. Well, everyone's a farmer. Nobody gets out of farming duty. It would have to be another type of trade. Maybe they are uh, a tailor or uh, a carpenter. Or a cooper. Could be a cooper. You want to say it's a Cooper? Yeah, we'll go with Cooper. Okay. So there are your rivals. And so far we know they've got noticeable limp. One's a baker, one's a herder, one's an armorer, and one is a Cooper. Now, how are you going to deal with this situation? Uh, they beat me up last time. We might want to run ahead of them. Okay. Now, let's see what horrible effects the Splinter has on them when they get to, get to it. Well, you've got two... Clever. <laughs> You've got two possible options here. You can hang back and see what happens to them, or you can try and get there first. You can try and trick them, trap them, fight them. I think, um, yeah, Emran wants to have it out. So, ah. yeah. He, are, he you wants going to, to, are you going to compel yourself there? Oh, he. it would be bad news to get caught with them all, all by himself, 
But yeah, he's going to compel himself forward. Or I'm going to call the compel, even though I shouldn't. Then I'll All definitely right. compel myself to also be involved, because I have to be. <laughs> All right. Because you have forged the blade and so must wield it, you are determined to get in there and mix it up with these four. Especially because you want, you want revenge. So at the end of this scene, you'll get a fate point for that. And Deg, you said yes. because you're easily led, you're just going to go in there with him? Absolutely. Okay, so mark that down that you'll get another fate point when the scene's over. Can I try to convince him to delay his revenge so we can kind of see what effects the splinter has on them before we jump in? You can try. try. Also, I'll be trying to block that too, if I hope in any way, by you know, keeping the entire group together. So Deg and Emrin uh, are right now, are you, are you like charging towards them or what are you doing? Oh yeah, just I know I figure out it's them. There's no talking to me. Okay, so Emran's charging. I'm Diggs, charging way ahead. <laughs> Diggs charging with Emran. Maeve, you're are you trying to call them back? I think I'll just shout "Element of Surprise" somewhat hopelessly as they run away. <laughs> What's more surprising than a Lira? <laughs> okay, Keva, what's your reaction here? You know, she just kind of shrugs her shoulders and is like, "Okay." As long as, you know, we aren't going to get killed. Let's go ahead. Beat them up. Okay. That's the plan. Uh, don't think there is a plan right now. It's just you're nope. charging towards them and you're hoping to get the drop on them. He does not care. All right. Emron's just running in there. Yeah. I mean, this will be surprising for them because they didn't notice that you were there because of Maeve's sneakiness. So they turn to see you and they're just like, what the? And I guess we're going into a conflict. So let's cool. see. Uh, the order... Of initiative will be based on your quick approach. I have a one. All right. Deg has a two. So Deg would be first, followed by uh, everyone else has a one. <laughs> Excellent. Well done, Deg. You're the chosen cool. one. You are the fast man. Then I'm definitely just... going for the limp, limping guy who's obviously my rival and just going for his knees. Oh, wow. Got to go <laughs> fast. No. <laughs> okay. So you're going to make an attack on them? Yeah. Now, all right. So which one had the limp? The herder on the stilts. So you charge in there and you attack the herder who has a noticeable limp with your stilts, which means that you're making an attack. And how are you attacking? Is this a flashy attack or a forceful attack? I'd say probably flashy. I'm going to leap as quickly as I can and with one, like, in the air, kick his knee out from underneath him. Okay. So give that a roll, and he is going to attempt to defend. Two two goat herders fighting on stilts is so much two. better than jousting. Oh! Uh, yeah, that doesn't work out very well for you, unfortunately. So you rolled a one on your attack, and he rolled a six on his defense. Uh, so what that means is that they are uh, they get a boost on you. So that means uh, he gets a brief temporary aspect against you, which uh, means that... You are It'll off. be all right. That boost is that you're off balance. That's all right. Okay. After this, I'm going to say, Emrin, because you were charging as well, you get you get to go next. Perfect. Uh, can I roll a d4 to see which one of them uh, beat me up the worst? Uh, I think we're assuming it's the armorer. Okay. That's fine. He's the second strongest kid in the village. Second. Oh. All right. Well, I'm going for him with a, with a vengeance. Okay. Just without a blade. So it's a forceful attack you're making. Sure is. Let's go. Yeah. We see that, right? Yep. Okay, perfect. So you roll the six and... Or sorry, you roll the five, rather. 
and your rival. What's his name or her name? Um, her name is Esme. Esme. Okay. And what is the name of your rival herder, Deg? Deg? Whiskey? Sorry. I have to uh, push the talk. To, uh, their <laughs> name is Topher. Topher? Yep. Okay. So you go in and you strike You strike Esme. And Esme is not able to fend you off. Your, I guess your punch goes right through and you punch her right in the sternum. She staggers back, going, Oof. She's like, Emran, what are you doing out here? And uh, she takes some stress from that. And I just shout, following you. Okay. Uh, she takes two stress from that, because that's the number of shifts you got on that hit. And she turns right back around, because Keva and Maeve are a little behind the two of you. Uh, turns right back around and tries to smack you in the face. Uh, but she's got something with her. She's got a club that she's made. It's a wooden club with some uh, with some band, some metal bands around it. Oh, she's going to kill me. Okay. So she rolled a one on her attack, which means you have to defend. How are you defending? Are you dodging out of the way? Are you doing a backflip? Are you trying to just block it with your arms? I think he wants to, um, he wants to grab it away from her if he can. Okay. If you want to grab it away from her, I'd say that's either quick or forceful. Well, you know what I'm going to do. I'll give it a shot. Well. Okay. It had to happen sometime, folks. Uh... So you roll a negative one, which means that she wallops you uh, in the arm with her club, and you take two stress from that. Sounds good. So, so far, you're you're evenly matched. Can I fate point that, or not in a conflict? Yeah, you can. Oh, okay. Then uh, I'm going to try and re-roll. Okay, give it a shot. Hey. Okay. Esme also spends a fate point. Well. <laughs> and that brings hers up to three, which means you only take one stress. But you're trying, you reach out, you try and grab the club and um, the strength of her swing and her momentum is just enough so that you grab the club, but it keeps going and bonks you in the nose anyway. So you've got a bit of a nosebleed and you take one stress from that. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Keva or Maeve, do you want to go or do you want to let the other folks go instead? I started chasing after them, so I'll jump in. Um, Now, since they're arrivals, would I know which of the, which of them is maybe the fastest? Sure. Which is the fastest? I think that baker is pretty nimble. Okay. What's the baker's name? I think Carla. So you know that Carla, the baker, is the fastest of these four uh, rival rival kids. So I think I want to get her out of the way because I am neither fast nor forceful, but I think I'd have an easier time dodging a big lumbering punch than a quick jab. So I'm okay. just going to go up to her, with just grab my pocket sand, and just smush it into her eyes. Pocket right. sand. So you're trying to create an advantage on her? Yes. You're trying to blind her. Okay. So that sounds clever. So you want to roll your clever. And Carla's going to try and get out of the way. So she's going to defend with her quick. Okay. So right now Carla's beat your roll. Do you want to do anything about that? Not at the moment. I still have another pocket full of sand. Okay. So you fling your sand into Carla's face, but she does a little roll under it and comes up right in front of you. And she tries to sweep your leg out from under you, forcefully. Oh. So she's rolled a six kids are cooler than us. on her attack. You'll need to defend that in some way. Most likely either quick or forceful. Or flashy, I suppose, if you want to jump over it. Hmm. I mean, those are both one for me. I guess I'll try using my quick. Okay. So roll your defense. Okay, well, that's it's not ideal uh, right now. So right now, if uh, the difference is that Carla got a six on her attack and you got a zero on your defense. That means you would take 
essentially six damage. It would mean it would eat into your consequence boxes because you don't have six stress. You have five stress. So you may want to try and, you know, invoke an aspect. Quick question. Um, yeah. Is, are, are we allowed to, like, absorb some of the other's consequences? Not usually, unless there's a very good reason for it. But in this case, it's like a up-close-and-personal fisticuff situation between these two. Okay. I just didn't know if I could invoke one of my aspects or whatever to try to take one of those stress or something. Uh, it's possible, but uh, I'm not sure it would work in this exact situation. Okay, I'll keep it in mind for later then. I think I'll roll a fate die for the defense. You want to re-roll? Or are you just adding two, or do you want to do? I think we'll just add two then. Okay, so that'll bring it down to uh, what aspect are you invoking? Oh, I wasn't invoking an aspect. I said I w- that was just um, a fate die mechanic. For the fate die, would I re-roll? When you use a fate point, you have to use it to invoke an aspect, or compel one of her aspects, or invoke a situation aspect, such as the incredible heat or the burning vegetation. So when you use a fate point, you have to use it on an aspect. So for example, you could invoke your, if you have the will, you make a way aspect to say that even though they are taking your legs out from under you, you're able to tough it out by thinking, you know, there's no way I'm going to lose this fight, so uh, I'm going to land better or something. And then that would take a fate point and you would add two to your defense roll. Yeah, I'll try that then. I'll just uh, land in some way where the wind isn't knocked out of me. Okay. So you try and land better uh, through your force of will, refusing to let the wind be knocked out of you as much, which means you only have to take four stress. You probably check off your three box and your one box for that. Uh, okay, and that brings us down to Keva and the Cooper. You want to go first, Keva, or are you waiting behind? Yeah, I guess I'd say like I have to pull in an aspect here, um, being compelled, the too emotionally invested aspect she is like really like oh my gosh my friends are getting hurt so mm-hmm. she's definitely gonna go before the cooper who i've decided name is rosemary okay and um she's gonna like pull at rosemary's hair just because she's just like gonna like pull her down to the ground and like try to incapacitate her because she's just uh Rosemary hasn't done anything to anyone yet, but, you know, she's kind of trying okay. to take this girl out. So are you trying to create an advantage on her to make her incapacitated, or are you just trying to take her out? Just trying to take her out. Okay, so that sounds like a forceful attack. Trying to yank her down, so roll that, and she will roll her defense. Nice. She's going to try and quickly dodge out of the way of that, but she doesn't quite make it. You grab her hair, uh, her braid, and you yank her to the ground. She slams onto the ground. It drives the wind out of her. She takes three stress. So she has a braid, too? Yep. It's longer than yours. No! no. They just seem like a better party. <laughs> but we're the PCs, damn it. It's not Keva's fault that she got junk caught in her hair when she was younger. <laughs> that brings us to the top of the exchange with Deg again. Cool. Uh, well, seeing the club come out, I think, and being off balance... I think I'll try and go for what was Esme's. I'll try and attack her rather than going for uh, Topher. Okay, so you want to get away from Topher? Not if I want to get away from her. Am I close enough to... Yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah, cool. You can turn your attention to Esme. And that will be putting me off balance. 
So You're, invoke that. The, the off-balance boost is on you, so one of them can invoke so, that against you. All right, so what are you going to do to Esme? Uh, I'll try and uh, knock the club out of her hand. Okay. So you're going to create an advantage disarmed, or are you just trying to hit her arm and hurt her? Yeah, I'll try and create an advantage. Okay. So Go for it. She's going to defend by trying to hold on to it real hard. Makes sense. Ah. Yeah, but she doesn't manage it. So you knock the club out of her hand, uh, and that gives her the disadvantage disarmed. Cool. Thank me later. I will. Okay. Uh, And the fastest person on their team is Carla, right? Uh, So Carla has knocked Maeve over. She turns her attention to Deg because he's the one who is going after. I think we can assume that Esme is sort of like the group leader in that quad. Uh, So Carla dives towards Deg and uh, attempts to knock you to the ground. So she's trying to create an advantage on you, and she's taking advantage of the fact that you're off balance. Well, she may have to take advantage of the fact that you're off balance. We'll see. Uh, And you need to defend. I would say this is either a flashy or a quick defense. Okay. So you are able to avoid that, but then she does spend a fate point to bring hers up to five, uh, in which case... Uh, so you no longer have the off-balance boost uh, because you now have an aspect on you, prone. You've been knocked over, and your stilts are askew. Not his stilts. His stilts, they are. They're askew. Oh, the humanity. Okay, uh, so Emrin, Keva, and Maeve. I'll have the three of you go and then get the uh, others on this team. I did have a question, because uh, now that he mentioned the boosts, it just reminded me. I had my adrenaline boost. Would that have mitigated the stress from the fall? Uh, you would have to invoke it using a fate point. It's a temporary aspect that you can invoke once. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's how boosts work. Yeah. I'll hang on to that one then. Um, Do I go now? You can. Is the yeah, other herder on stilts? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, we, we noticed that Topher is on stilts, but also has a limp. Since I'm, I'm not physically adept to probably go toe-to-toe with Carla or Isma, so I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to take off my cloak and try to use it to tie up Topher stilts like an AT-AT. Okay, good idea. Well you're going to create Yay. an advantage. All right, so you're going to create an advantage, and you can <laughs> invoke that noticeable limp uh, advantage for free if you need to, because you created that advantage. Okay, would that be a, a clever roll or a quick roll? Well, it's whichever one of those you think fits best. I think I'll go for the clever roll on that one. Okay. There we go. So do you want to use your free invocation to bring you up to a four? Yes. All right. You do that. That noticeable limp is gone. Uh, but they now have the advantage tangled. Or the, sorry, the aspect tangled. Okay. Keva or Emran? Uh May I? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Um, could I create the advantage um, armed by quickly snatching up the club? Uh, I don't see why not. Okay, perfect. But they so, will. Um, was somebody fighting Esme? No, you, she was disarmed by whom? Uh, Who disarmed Deg. her? All right, so Deg disarmed Esme. So Esme is, yeah, okay. So to pick it up, it's just going to be an average. Okay, let her rip. Nope. Okay. Uh, so you go to try and snatch up the club, but as you go to reach it, uh, your hand touches it, but it bounces off, and the, the club goes rolling down uh, away from you. May I fake point that? Uh, if you want. I might need that for, uh, nah, yo, Forge of the Blade. Yeah. Okay, so you grab it, and you've got a club. You've now got the Aspect Club. Perfect. Should I write that down, or are you going to put it in the text box? You're always welcome to put your own Aspect text boxes on if you want. I'll just do uh, it. Okay, Keva? 
Hmm. Okay, so she's pulled, she's kind of incapacitated Rosemary, yeah? Mm-hmm. So. Like, Rosemary, she can easily, she can still move. Uh, just, she took some stress. She's still got some stress boxes left. Okay. So, um, you know, uh, see, I can see Keva either helping Deg up or trying to punch Rosemary. Punch Rosemary. Okay. So uh, she's going to, like, she still kind of has her by the hair, and she's going to, like, take her, uh, she has her, like, by her left hand, and um, her right hand is the dominant. So she's going to kind of, like, pull back and uh, try to, like, punch her in the nose. Okay. Give it a shot. It's a forceful attack. Oh, no. Oh, wow. That doesn't no. quite work out for you. So you got a negative one, and Rosemary got a four on her defense. This means she'll, uh, I mean, you can re-roll or she'll get a boost on you. I get. I guess I'll let her get the boost on me. I mean, yeah. Okay. So uh, when you go to punch her, she sort of is able to jerk her head to the side and you punch yourself in your own arm. And that causes you to release her hair. And now your your left arm is kind of bruised, a little sprained. So she's got the uh, boost on you of bruised arm. Ah, mother of a coat plop. Emran gasps. Okay. Uh, and that brings us to their turns. Oh, wait. Should I add that to an a, a consequence? or? No, it's a, it's a boost that she's got she can use against you. Okay, so um, I think who already went of their team? Carla went. Uh, yeah. Okay. So Esme um, sees you pick up her club, and she's not at all happy about that. So she turns and launches herself towards you, attempting to wrestle the club away from you. So she's going to do a forceful create an advantage against you. And do I defend against that? You do. Okay. I think, um, okay. She's rolled a four. Okay. I'm going to forcefully try to uh, control the grapple. Okay. All right. Uh, so you tie. When you tie, that means uh, when it's an attack, you aren't able to, or she's not able to harm you, but she does get a boost over you. So her boost is going to be that your your club is sort of bound. You're wrestling over the club. Got it. Sounds good. Okay. Now, Topher is tangled. Topher is going to try and overcome that, that disadvantage. He's going to try and do it cleverly. So Topher is... Pulling out the stuff on his leg, uh, on his, Not sorry. as clever as me. Yeah, trying to pull on uh, that stuff and get it off of him. Unfortunately, he is not able to untangle his stilts, and he curses quietly. Uh, Rosemary is in a, a battle of uh, brutishness with Keva, and she turns and essentially tries to uppercut you, Keva. Oh, damn. Ow. He says, if you hadn't come out here... We wouldn't have to do this to you for again. And she rolls a two. So you need to defend yourself. Either jump out of the way or try and brood it out. Is jumping out of the way a quick? Yeah. Quick or flashy, depending on how you do the jump. Okay. And so, and then the other one is... Be forceful, forceful. if you try and just sort of block it. Okay. Well, uh, Keva is definitely going to try to block it. She's dealt with goats before. Mm-hmm. Okay, you do so. Uh, you block Yay. her. You block her punch and sort of redirect her uh, her force, and she's not able to hurt you uh, in that exchange. And let's see. Yeah, it's just a regular success, so you, you don't take any damage. Nothing happens to her either. 
If we hadn't come out, sorry, I was about to say a clever one-liner or something. Yeah, take it away. If we hadn't come out here, we wouldn't have been able to fight again. Settle the odds. That brings us back to Dag at the top. So uh, I quickly launch myself at Esme's legs while I'm still prone. Okay. Esme attempts to stand firm. Uh, She's not able to, but she does invoke your prone aspect and sort of stomps on your hands a bit to keep herself on her feet unless you want to do something about that. Yeah, can I invoke um, my sheep? Uh, good sheepdogs don't bite? Yeah, you can do that. How's that going to help you? Uh, I don't like violence too much when it's inflicted on me. <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're adept at avoiding being hurt because of that, dealing with sheepdogs. Uh, especially because I'm, with, uh, I'm attacking with um, Emran. Okay. I mean, a flock, in a sense. All right. So uh, she's used up that prone boost, so that's cleared from you. Um, so, yeah, you are able to knock her down, and that will give her a stress. Are we like kobolds, then? Do we get an advantage for fighting as a group? Oh, everyone does, in a way. Uh, Carla's turn. Who is Carla fighting? Well, not that important. Carla sees Deg uh, going after the leader again, is like, get back here. We're not done. And tries to essentially, as you're getting up, jump on your back, knees oh, wow. first. Ooh, I think I will quickly roll out of the way of that. Might be good. Hopefully. I mean, the good news is she's not very strong. So <laughs> you successfully defend with style, so you get a boost on her and say that she's got bruised knees. So what happens when you cannonball into the ground? What's a cannonball? <laughs> I don't know. You're always saying weird stuff. Okay. I'm a forward looker. The rest of Team Hero, or, well, Team Protagonist. The Fab Four. I'm, yeah, I'm fabulous. Okay, Emran, what are you going to do? I would like to overcome this bound um, disadvantage. Okay. And I would simply just um, like to forcefully overcome the grapple. Give it a try. She will be resisting you. Resist that? Uh, she doesn't. You're able to overcome your bound. You've got the club back in your hands. She staggers back looking furious. That's not yours. I made it myself. I'll give it back when we're done. She just snarls. Keva and Maeve? I would like to attempt to knock Topher over onto Esme. Okay. So you're trying to create an advantage on uh, on Esme, basically. Or are you trying to attack Esme with Topher? I think I'm trying to attack Esme with Topher. Okay. Uh, so essentially you have to attack Topher and we'll see where that goes. I'm guessing it would be a forceful action to knock him over? Yep. Or unless you've got another way to do it. He's still, like, he's not on his feet right now. His his stilts are tangled, so he's kind of crawling around at the moment. Okay, I didn't catch that part then. Uh, all right, so then if he's already on the ground, I'm not too worried about him. Okay. He can still hurt you, but it's just harder for him to do. Would I gain any sort of advantage from um, attacking Esme from behind with the pocket sand? Uh, you'd, you'd create the advantage by doing so. That would be like a clever create an advantage attempt. And I would say that because you are attacking from behind and she's uh, not necessarily paying attention, that would limit the types of approaches she could use to react. Okay, so I think since I see her essentially focusing all her attack, uh, attention on Emren, I'm just going to sneak up from behind and just shove the burning sand in her face. Okay, give it a try. It'd be either sneaky or clever, I think. Okay, and she attempts to defend quickly but fails. And you've created the advantage blind on her with two free invocations. Keva, 
Okay, so this time, um, Keva's going to be a little bit more smart about this. So she's going to try to make it look like she's going for Rosemary's hair again, where she's really going to try to trip Rosemary. Okay, so you're trying to be clever? Yeah. Okay, give it a shot. Could be good, could be bad. She'll have to defend by trying to be more clever than you, so she doesn't. And yeah, you get her. And that actually takes her right out. Yes! Rosemary is uh, knocked over and can't catch her breath. She starts crawling away, um, sort of just crawling away from the situation uh, back towards the walls, trying to catch her breath. She's out of the the fight. And the team parent is successful in protecting her baby kids? Those are baby goats, yeah. Okay, so um, Esme is still locked in battle with Emrin, but is now blind. So she starts lashing out angrily, just trying to strike anybody. But she's obviously she's right in front of Emrin, so that's who will take the brunt of this. Of course, I am ready. Oh, okay. So she rolls a five there, uh, and you'll have to choose how you want to defend. You don't forget you get their free invocations on blinded and disarmed on her. So whichever makes sense, probably blinded. Yeah. But roll your defense first. Maybe you'll just outmuscle her. You don't know. We'll see. And I'll take that um, free blind. Okay. So she's lashing out at uh, just in anger, and she tries to strike you, but uh, you're able to see that she where she's punching pretty easily and just moves slightly. And being blind, she can't correct for that and misses you. Okay. And I think Rosemary's out. Which means it's Topher. Topher is, uh, he's given up at tugging at his tangled legs and is instead, uh, he's essentially doing a breakdancing move. So he's using his hands to pick himself up and swinging his tangled legs together uh, towards uh, Deg. That's just really cool. So this is a flashy move he's doing. Is it the worm or? No, I'm definitely going to do an equally flashy move back at him. To like, flip over. <laughs> well, you, you have a good chance of it because he didn't make a super good roll. Yup. Ah. Uh, Deck is incredible. <laughs> I backflip from prone up onto my stilts. <laughs> <laughs> Directly over his windmilling feet. Uh, he looks... Absolutely. strength required is just astronomical. Topher looks briefly impressed despite himself. Okay. Yep. And that's back to the top. Deg, I your go. stamp on his head. Oh my god. Okay. (laughs) No. Okay, so give it a shot. Outlaws, it was a good time. Okay, so this is a a quick thing you're doing? I'd say so. If I've just gone from a backflip, straight through. I just want to land on him. Okay. Uh, All right, and he'll try and quickly roll out of the way. And doesn't quite make it. it. Yeah, you land on him. He's, uh, you don't crush his head or anything, but uh, your stilts give him a good bonk in the head, and he looks dazed. Okay, Carla uh, gets up from uh, her bruised knees, winces a little bit, and turns around to see um, Deg stamping on her friend's head, which she does not approve of. So she um, tries to throw some sand in your eyes, having seen that work well for Maeve. So she scoops up some some sand and grit from the ground and flings it towards you. (laughs) Good luck with that. That's a quick action she's taking. So you can, okay, she's got a six there on her attack. How are you going to defend this? Well, not not particularly I well. Well, <laughs> I'll try again. I th- uh, no, I think I'll take it. Okay. Um, 
So you are blinded, and she gets two free invocations on that. All right. Uh, so that means Emrin, Keva, and Maeve. So Emrin, you're next. Sure. I think I'm going to just um, finish off Esme, if I can. Okay. How are you going to do that? I'm going to... Um, honestly, I'm just going to swing hard enough. I'm just going to swing really hard, and if I have to, I'll um, use the club. Okay. Give I'll it a boost. shot. Yep. I'm using the club. So that puts me at three. Okay, let's see how she does trying to get out of the way. Oh, she rolls a five on her quick defense. Well, there you go. So you're, uh, you can also, you can invoke more than one aspect at a time. So you've invoked your... Would I your, also get rid of the club, by the way? No, the club is not a boost. It's an aspect that you've created. So the club is, you know, until something happens to it, that's yours. Um, but you have a free invoke on blinded and a free invoke on disarmed for Esme. You can stack those, or you can re-roll. It's, it's up to you. So you're currently at three. You could invoke one of those and get yourself up to five. You can invoke another one of those, get yourself up to seven. I think I'll, in, uh, I'll invoke disarmed and bump it up to five. Just so, tie it. So that'll just get you a tie. You won't do any damage. I'll That's tell you fine. now, if you if you get a seven, she's out. Yeah. Well, you've convinced me, Matt. <laughs> I okay. think that I'll... Uh, I will bat away her wild swings and then give her the bonk. Okay. You take advantage of the fact that she can't quite see what's going on. And uh, she's swinging. She's not used to fighting with her fists. She's always used to having her club. She's disarmed, so she's at a disadvantage. And uh, you're able to come in low and get her in the solar plexus. She sort of flies back a couple feet. Um, like, not mm-hmm. to land on her back, but is like, knocked back. Yeah, martial arts fight style. And staggers and goes to you know goes to a knee, punches a fist in the ground to try and stabilize herself. She's looking up at you, um, eyes red and watering, full of sand, and she's just and she looks like she wants to kill you right now. And she starts struggling to her feet, but slips in the sand that's beneath her and just falls flat on her face. And uh, unlike Carla, she's not just trying to crawl away. It looks like she's actually been knocked unconscious, which could be pretty bad for her in the long run, but we'll see what happens. Okay, Keva and Maeve. Is Topher still in the fight? Uh, he's he's not looking super happy. He's there. <laughs> you, know, you know, you can always try and talk to him or reason with him. Oh, that was an option. <laughs> it's always an option. Just, you know, someone happened to charge uh, into a fight. What? Dang it, Deg, you can't go charging into every battle. All right, I'm not ready to step up to Carla, so I think I'm just going to wander over by Deg, who's still on the ground. I'm going to take a... Deg's on his feet, but he's he's blinded. And Topher, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Is Topher still on the ground then? Yeah, Topher's on the ground, looking uncertain, a little scared now. I'm going to walk over and take a fistful of, of sand and just kind of loom over him and just kind of let it trickle down like an hourglass and be like, if you could leave... That'd be great. Okay. Sounds like you're being flashy. Slay, girl, slay. I'm going to say this is just going to be a set difficult. Oh, well. It's <laughs> just going to be a set difficulty of average, but uh, a negative one probably won't cut it. But you do have a free invoke you could take on that tangled boost or that tangled aspect on him. Maybe the fact that he's tied up and you're looming over him and his team leader is gone will be enough to push him over the edge. Hey, just got stomped on yeah he's pretty dazed yeah i think i'll invoke that one okay you do that topher looks down at his tangled legs and then looks up at you and then just holds up his hands palm out and says okay 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 i'll go 
and he sort of crawls over towards Esme and is rolls her over. He's trying to trying to wake her up, but she's pretty out. Can I untangle him to get my cloak back? Yeah, we'll say you do that. He's not going to resist you untangling him. Uh, all right, Keva. There's Carla there, looking angry, but uh, also kind of uncertain. Hmm. See, if we were using a different, you know, um, yeah, Keva is the, you know, kind of the adrenaline of getting back at these people who hurt her and her friends is is Mm kind of running out. And, you know, she's thinking, you know, this is enough for today. And she's going to like kind of walk over to Carla and say, look, I don't want to have to bash your head in. Just go. Are you being clever or forceful with that? You're trying to use logic or threats of violence? Um, you know, I guess I'm going to say clever because I've been doing force <laughs> the rest of this time. <laughs> and uh, Keva isn't just a girl ready to tear people's hair out <laughs> okay. all the time, at least. Now, Carla is uh, angrier than Topher and less easygoing than Topher. So it'll be, you'll need a plus two. You'll need a fair roll. Okay. And you got a one there. Down um, by one. You do have a boost on her. She's got those bruised knees that you could invoke for free. How much would that add? Two. That would bring you up to a good roll, which is more than you need. Oh, okay. So, you know, Kev is just going to add, you know, I mean, I'm sure you'll hear about what happens later. And I mean, those knees look kind of bad. You know, you wouldn't want to have to go to the apothecary and see Mev again after this and, you know, get medicine. Carla glowers at you, but she looks around and sees, you know, Esme is completely unconscious. Rosemary dragging herself towards the walls. Topher with Esme's head cradled in his lap. She just looks back and says, you got lucky this time, but we'll be waiting for you. And she turns and runs over to Rosemary to help her up. And that brings an end to your conflict. Emrin uh, walks over to the to the defeated rival quad kids and gingerly places the club at the feet of uh, Esme. And he says, you won't be waiting for us because we're done. No, they don't uh, have anything to say to that. Okay, so they are, uh, looks like, between Rosemary and Topher, they've sort of lifted up Esme's unconscious body and with Carla, they're sort of limping back towards the walls. Before that happens... Does Topher have better stilts than I do? <laughs> no. No, he doesn't. They're yeah. the same stilts. Uniform goat herd stilts. He does have a really good armor as his friend. <laughs> That's all right. She's only an apprentice. Also, I don't think an armor makes stilts. They're leg armor. <laughs> <laughs> I make a party I mean, my stilts. All right, so that brings a close to this scene. Uh, if I, if you were compelled or one of your aspects was compelled during this scene, one of your permanent aspects, that is, you get a fate point. Uh, I think some of you got one. I think, uh, what was it? I Actually, it I got one and then I spent one set. Yeah. So Emrin, I compelled you and Deg, you're compelled. I think Keva was compelled as well uh, for your team well, parent thing. Yeah. Okay. So she gets a... And if you took a consequence, which I don't think anyone did, you would also get a fate point for that. I'm blaming Maeve for my blindness. <laughs> if you didn't tell them about this cool trick. Well, you're able to, that's just a temporary aspect. So you're able to wash out your eyes, maybe with some water, or maybe you're able to rub it out some other way. Uh, but that aspect goes away. 
Uh, if you had some stress, if you're going to take some time to rest here, you can clear the stress. If you're going to push forward immediately, you'll need to hold on to that stress into the next scene. Does anyone actually have stress? I only have the one, but and I'm totally willing to keep going. I believe Maeve took a bunch. Yeah, but I am also willing to rest. Yeah, we can oh. rest and eat more cheese. Although resting is probably consequences for wasting time when we've got only we have to be back and pretend to be in curfew. Yeah, it's up. There's Maeve. advantages and disadvantages to both. Maeve is definitely on the verge of unconsciousness, I think. Leave him here. No. Her. Uh, yeah. Maeve, what Does, do you think? Yeah, you decide. I definitely wouldn't have said that, by the way. Completely out of <laughs> You're remembering to push to talk? No, I did not. Actually, no, it's because uh, it's confining me to the local page. I was looking at my uh, stress levels. Oh. I mean, I'm willing to power through it. My concern is, you know, the length of time for the sun splinter to do something spooky. Because, I mean, we're in enough trouble with the guard as it is. Like, no difference there. Okay. So you want to power through? I'm willing to power through. Okay. So you continue on. But we're going to take a short break here before we move into the next scene. Thank you for joining us. We hope you'll subscribe to our show and leave us a review on iTunes if you enjoy what you hear. Keva Jarma is played by Keekers. You can find her on Twitter at BeASpaceCat. Emron Pack is played by Michael Blood. You can find him on Twitter at GoodSirBlood. Deg Danchobiset is played by Whiskey Whiskers. Maeve Sentis is played by OG Brown Sugar. You can't find her on social media because, frankly, Twitter doesn't deserve her. I'm your Master of Ceremonies, Matt. You can find me on Twitter at YCaliber. Follow our show at Broken Sun RPG for updates, and read up on the lore of the land at splintersofabrokensun.tumblr.com. Until the next time, all the best.